Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. Innovative Dementia Care with your host, Susan Kohler, licensed and certified speech-language pathologist and author of How to Communicate with Alzheimer's, Susan Kohler is here to help you, the caregiver. Learn about the communication process and useful techniques that will create a meaningful connection with you and your loved ones. So now, welcome the host of Innovative Dementia Care, Susan Kohler. everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me today. I am Susan Kohler. You're listening to Innovative Dementia Care, and we're coming to you from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Now, before I get started, I always review with you a few things. My name is Susan Kohler. You uh, are, uh, those of you listening are wonderful about giving me feedback and telling me what you're experiencing with what we talk about in each program, how you're practicing your communication techniques, which is what I will uh, review in just a moment. I want to make sure that you continue to contact me, that you continue to give me your impressions of what you're experiencing, what your needs are, because this program is for you. So make sure you always give me some information, questions, concerns, and things that you're working on and how they're and how things are uh, coming together for you. Because everyone that uh, starts to use or focus on what is happening in terms of communication gives me a lot of feedback on how it starts to change things in their ability to be successful with caregiving. So contact me, Susan at SusanKohler.com, Susan at Susan Kohler, K-O-H-L-E-R.com. And those of you who are also uh, aware that I have my book, How to Communicate with Alzheimer's and Other Related Dementias, it's available if you go to SusanKohler.com. Click on the icon of the book, and from there you can uh, see if the book has things in there that you uh, 
find useful. Uh, there's also other little mini pamphlets of simple topics that you can browse through. There's, there's all kinds of things on that website to help you. Many of you tell me you keep the book open while we are meeting each week because we do use the book a lot to share information and talk about how we can improve our caregiving, how we improve safety and cooperation with care with our loved ones. So I want to make sure that you're aware that the book is available and I want you to contact me. I want your feedback because I want to keep this program for you. I want to tailor it to what you need. And I appreciate all of the input you give me. Also, uh, many of you still ask me, how can I listen to a previous program if it has some information I want to hear again, uh, or I want to just review or let it, you know, they can play it, stream it, let it kind of run while they're doing something, and just so that the information starts to settle in their minds. And you do that by going to the bbm.com global network site, BBM Global Network, and you find my page, Susan Kohler, Innovative Dementia Care, and you'll see where it says uh, to read more. You click on that. Go to the bottom of that page and you'll see the shows listed. So you can always review something that you feel is important to hear again or something you may have missed, uh, something that you wanted to uh, review. All of that is available to you. Okay, so let's start by saying again, welcome. Welcome to the revolution. This is a revolution that puts at the forefront the importance of good communication practices when you are caring for someone living with dementia. That is because I firmly believe the foundation of care begins with good communication practices. Once you create an emotional connection using good communication practices, you're going to get safety and you're going to get cooperation with the care that you are providing. You see, dementia impairs thought and mental ability. We all know that. But we have to understand how that will impair communication. So a person may not be able to tell you how they feel, what they're experiencing, and often the environment can become overwhelming and they'll start to act out, whether that's verbally or non-verbally. I hear from so many caregivers that it's the behaviors that start to get the better of them and they react to that. But if you are aware of what's happening for that person to process their environment and respond with you, if you can provide a particular manner, a particular behavior on your part, a particular way that you approach them, a particular way that you look and listen to them. All of that is, a, that's what I talk about, the communication process. If you get a focus on that, you will start to see that that person in your care has unmet needs and using good communication strategies will help you determine What are the unmet needs at that moment for that person who's living with dementia? So as a caregiver, you start to use these techniques, these strategies, and you start to see how you gain the ability for that person to feel safe, secure, and start to cooperate with you. 
it is so important that that is your first approach, that that is what you're thinking of all the time. And if you practice these strategies I teach, you will see how easy that becomes. It just becomes second nature that you're always watching, assessing, and helping that person feel secure and safe with you. That is what the communication strategies do for you. You become the facilitator. This person's ability to respond to process their environment is faltering. It is failing. And it's not a condition that improves. It's 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 going to de- continue to deteriorate. So you need to get good at your communication practices. Now, I know I repeat this a lot, but it's so important to hear that. And it's so important to put it into daily practice. Try the communication strategies, not just with a loved one in your care, but while you're standing in line at, for the latte, while you're with coworkers, while you're with other family members, you will see we tend to take that communication process for granted. We need to make sure that we are right there with them. And that shows that respect and love we have for them. All right. The biggest reported uh, burden for caregivers, this is what they report, the biggest burden they have is the breakdown in communication. It is right there in front of us. That breakdown in communication that I think a lot of us might falsely believe we can't do anything about it, that's not true. You can. Doesn't it make sense to look at the communication process and help facilitate their security and safety with us so that we can take care of our caregiving tasks, we can have just wonderful quality time? Think about that. Okay, so we are the ones that if we use the communication strategies, we're going to be able to facilitate safety and cooperation with care. And the nice thing about this, you can model this for anyone else in their care, any maybe paid caregivers you have or any uh, volunteer help you have or other members of your family. You will see a big difference. They will see you're successful and they will start to model uh, what you've modeled for them. They will try to do as well. All right. So we are going to come back, review the nine strategies real quick, and then get into some uh, discussion about technology and getting organized as caregivers and how the communication strategies will help us do that. All right. So my name is Susan Kohler. You are listening to Innovative Dementia Care, and we're coming to you from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Don't go away. If you're a person caring for someone living with dementia, then this program is for you. It's designed for families and friends coping with the challenges of caregiving. The foundation of care, Susan Kohler believes, is communication. Innovative Dementia Care with Susan Kohler provides strategies to keep the lines of communication open between you and your loved one, increase quality interactions, decrease the burden of daily care for you, the caregiver. Join Susan, 11 a.m. Eastern, on the BBM Global Network. Susan and her guests will share techniques so you can facilitate your loved one's ability to safely follow your instructions, participate in daily activities, and express daily wants and desires. To learn positive solutions, creative ideas, and practical strategies that will build a healthy foundation of care. 
author, radio show host, and coach, John M. Hawkins, reveals strategies to help gain perspective, build confidence, find clarity, achieve goals. John M. Hawkins' new book, Coached to Greatness, Unlock Your Full Potential with Limitless Growth, published by iUniverse. Hawkins reveals strategies to help readers accomplish more. He believes the book can coach them to greatness. Hawkins says that the best athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of coaches, mentors, and others. He shares guidance that helps readers reflect on what motivates them, rediscover and assess their core values, philosophies, and competencies, find settings that allow them to be the most productive, and track their progress towards accomplishing goals. Listen to John Hawkins' My Strategy, Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Hey, everyone. We're back. I'm Susan Kohler. You're listening to Innovative Dementia Care, and we're coming to you from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Thanks for being with me today. We just had a kind of a, a quick oversight review of my philosophy uh, just before the break, where we talked about the importance of communication with daily dementia care because I believe it's the foundation. And in my book, How to Communicate with Alzheimer's and Other Related Dementia, uh, which you can find on susankohler.com, and I'm actually reviewing, uh, I'm going to run through the strategies here real quick because I think it's important that we always keep that at the forefront of our mind, that we're thinking about how we're using our practices And it's page 63. So let me just very quickly talk through strategy number one. Those of you who've listened before, remember, it's about getting someone's attention. In the process of dementia, the frontal lobe, which is where we take in our environment, we process it, and we decide how to respond. That is one of the areas of the brain that is impaired. So we have to look at how we're getting their attention that we make that connection and that we use particular little techniques that will just uh, assure us of, of working through getting the connection and then we proceed with our task. Without that, someone may not know what's going on, they may not feel safe, and they're going to act out. So no, strategy number one is the most important. And you know in previous uh, programs together, I do spend more time on that only because it's when you do that and you get the connection, you've got their attention – Things go so much easier as you continue on with what you're doing. So in order to do strategy number one, get their attention, you first approach them with a greeting. It doesn't have to be always good morning or hi there. It can be just anything that lets them know you're approaching. It helps them warm up that attention in the frontal lobe process to you and they sense you. They can start to hear you and and see you and they know you're and especially if you're greeting them or approaching them with an overture that's positive and warm and friendly, they'll pick up on that. So number one, that technique in the first strategy is to greet. Number two, think about where you are in terms of your own personal space. Be in front of them. Be with them, which leads to number uh, uh, technique number three, make eye contact. Look at them. You're going to start to be able to see what they're processing and if they're starting to 
come up with an awareness to you where you will be able to continue on that strategy, excuse me, uh, technique number three, number four, just wait. So simple to wait, wait and look and see what they're doing. And then strategy number five, we talk about when you make that connection, the attention may not hold, they can get distracted, it'll fade, you just redirect them, you just go through the process again. Keeping that connection, especially using strategy number one, get their attention, will go a long way for you. People tell me when they take my workshops and they start the training, the minute they start strategy number one with their loved one, huge difference right away. So think about that. How are you doing with strategy number one? Are you practicing it on a very regular basis? Are you aware of what's going on? Keep that practice focus going with strategy number one, especially. Okay, number two, speak in a calm tone of voice. This goes obviously a long way. This keeps someone comfortable with you. When your voice is calm, your body is calm. So the energies of what you're giving them are comforting and compassionate, and they feel that. So keep, keep make sure you watch how your voice will influence their behavior. Number three, watch your language. I always talk about number three in terms of keeping statements positive, keeping them short and concrete. Make them something that they can process and that they're getting a positive statement that makes them feel good about what they're trying to do with you. It'll make them try to communicate. It'll make them feel like they're being heard and that they can communicate with you because everything gets affirmed. So watch your language. Use it in a positive way. Strategy number four, yes, no questions. When you phrase things in yes, no questions, it's much easier to answer. You get uh, good information And someone can be successful answering yes or no. That makes them feel uh, more positive, more uh, willing to respond to you because they will feel heard. They will feel that you're there for them. So use the yes, no questions or what I call two choice questions. Uh, That way you can continue to get information about what they want what they need, if they have discomfort, where it is, maybe there's something you can read in their face, you're going to use yes, no questions, two choice questions to get information. And strategy number five is using your responses to repeat, rephrase, and repair perhaps what they've said to you. You don't point out something that may be wrong, but you repeat it correctly so that they again are Affirmed. You have validated their responses and it affirms them for trying to respond to you. And they're more likely to keep trying to respond to you because they're getting affirmation. They're getting a positive return. So think about repeating what they say. They'll feel very good about that because they know they were heard. Rephrase it. Again, you're validating that. You're going, okay, I'm getting this. And then if you repair it, if there's something that's incorrect about it, You don't have to point out that they said something incorrectly or that was confusing. You have to be a detective here and simply rephrase it, repair it, be affirming. Strategy number six is to orient and reorient frequently. This is because, remember, we talked about the frontal lobe and getting their attention for strategy number one. It may fade. It may... uh, 
start to deteriorate in terms of being able to focus with you and they'll get distracted. Everybody does. In our goodness, in our world today, there's so many distractions. So you're always orienting and reorienting. It may include saying things about the date and the time and the place, but you're not quizzing them on it. You're just simply stating things that bring them into the into where and what's going on. And it helps them know what to kind of feel and expect. With your positive overtures, with making that connection for strategy number one, keep them oriented, okay? Keep them oriented into what's happening. All right, that's strategy number six. I want to review quickly seven, eight, and nine, but we have to take a quick break. I'm Susan Kohler. You're listening to Innovative Dementia Care, and we're coming to you from... BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. I want you to stay with me because we're going to be right back. Did you know that your beliefs create your entire reality, but it's the subconscious beliefs that do most of the creating? Belief Shifter and Life Coach Shiraz can help you identify those limiting beliefs and eliminate them, often in a single session. Like it was almost instant, like I had relief right away. Creating better health, relationships, careers, and finances. Let Shiraz help you step out of safety and into awareness. Definitely something's happening. Uh, it's like a, a flow inside. Yeah, it feels good. Whether in person or online, Shiraz provides personal coaching, belief shifting. Visit Shiraz at energeticmagic.com or call 416-529-7429. Energetic Magic on the BBM Global Network, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Find your greater happiness. Be well. Be aware. Be magical. Introducing BetterHomeAndGarden.com. That's www.BetterHomeAndGarden.com with just the letter N in Better Home and Garden. BetterHomeAndGarden.com offers you the highest quality products on the market that are environmentally safe and effective and to make them available to you at the lowest possible prices. BetterHomeAndGarden.com understands that kind of creativity and do-it-yourself attitude. Thus, we developed our website, BetterHomeAndGarden.com. BetterHomeAndGarden.com offers you the following products right online. Bath, bedding, collectibles, craft, sewing and hobby, food and beverage, furniture, home decor, kitchen and dining, lamps and lighting, large appliances, musical instruments, outdoor cooking, patio items, pet supplies, plant and garden, rug and floor coverings, small appliances, travel and luggage, and so much more. Better Home and Garden is an online retailer offering a wide variety of high-quality brand name merchandise at discount prices. Our service is personal and we aim to please. Visit us at www.betterhomeandgarden.com. Make your home your own. Hey, everyone. We're back. I'm Susan Kohler. You're listening to Innovative Dementia Care. We're coming to you from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Thanks for being with me today. We're doing a, a very quick review of the strategies. We talked about strategy number one, the most important, to make sure you have someone's attention in order word, in, excuse me, in other words, <laughs> in other words, make sure that you are making that connection, that that person is there present with you. And that takes time. That takes a little thought, that takes a little bit of looking at where they're coming from and how you perceive that they're able to be with you and feel secure to cooperate with you. Then we talked about using a calm tone of voice. We talked about be careful and watch your language, keep things positive. We talked about using yes, no questions or two choice questions. It's easy to get information that's easy to affirm their 
uh, efforts to try to communicate with you. You want to reinforce that at all time. And what else will reinforce their efforts to communicate is to repeat, rephrase, and repair what they say so that the lines of communication stay open and they're with you. Number six, that you orient and reorient frequently. You keep them present with you so they continue to perceive their environment that makes them feel safe and secure to cooperate with you. And uh, I, I just want to review the last three. Number seven, it's use touch. I just want to make sure everyone remembers that touch is a strategy and it provides a nice reassurance. It's not always a big bear hug or anything like that. It's just simply a pat on the arm or a pat near, perhaps on an armchair near their arm, if you perceive that an actual touch may be startling. If you have a connection, it shouldn't. If you've taken time to make that connection with the person in your care, you should be fine just to reinforce it with a little pat. It will help uh, even uh, renew that attention if the attention is starting to fade. And it lets them know that you're friendly. And it, it, it says, I love you. So, Remember, touch is, is, is a strategy. Think about how you can use it effectively and be aware of what it does. Then strategy number eight, this is the big one that we've spent a lot of time on because it's something in our world today I don't think we do well or we don't practice as well as we could. And it's learned to be a good listener. We tend to just look at people and wait for that opportunity to jump in and give our own opinion. And so we're not really listening to what the other person is saying. So with dementia care, this is critical. You have got to stop, look at them. You listen with your eyes as well as your ears. You make sure that they're being heard, that you're responding to what they're giving you, and you are with them. A lot of times learning to be a good listener, you've got to start to look at, you may have to change your agenda. You might have to be flexible and adjust a few things. You have to give yourself extra time because you have to slow down encounters. That's what I love about practicing your listening skills. It makes you slow down. You can't rush through something at the speed at which you might be able to do a task. You can't do that with someone who has impaired thought and mental abilities that impacts their ability to be uh, present and relate to their environment. It's not going to come that quickly. So remember to slow yourselves down and learn to listen with your eyes and your ears and give them some overtures that says, I am here. Look and listen to what they're saying. There's a lot that is said non-verbally. And I'm sure you're all aware of that. So that's strategy number eight very quickly, even though it's very important. And number nine is just as important, in my opinion. And I call the strategy don't argue. It's because uh, a lot of family members, we all come with history, and it's easy to get into a little confrontation. But you're not going to get anywhere by arguing. You're not going to get anywhere by trying to correct them. Uh, You have to go along with what's happening, be present in their world, and then see how you can come around to what your task is at hand. It may mean that you stop for a moment, sit down on the, perhaps on the bed and have a conversation. It may mean that you need to leave them in a safe place and then return in a few minutes just to begin strategy number one, get their attention again. 
because things were not just, that person just wasn't able to be right there with you. And rather than force an issue, which you can't do, you're going to reset, you're going to hit the reset button maybe, right? Is that a way to think about it? So nothing is gained by arguing. Let's just remember that. And if you're going to confront, you're just going to start to escalate behaviors that you don't want. When we've gone over our troubleshooting section, you know how much I have been uh, uh, reviewing over and over again that anytime you've got behaviors that are uh, what I want to say, undesirable for you. Remember, these are unmet needs for that person. They're trying to tell you something. The first thing I have you do in every situation, go back to strategy number one to get their attention. Find out why you've lost that connection, and it's going to give you information on what that person needs at that moment. So remember that in strategy number nine, just don't get into a confrontation. Don't argue with the person. You can... It, you know, if nothing is harmed by simply going along with where they're at at that moment, you're going to be okay. Obviously, there are situations that uh, sometimes when behaviors are escalating, I always tell people, look at what happened before. There may have been something that set that person off before you got there, before you entered or before you tried to to uh, um, be present with them. So sometimes it just takes some time and it takes getting to know that person and finding out if there's things that happen at a certain time of day that might set them off. Or they're tired and so it's taking longer for them to connect with you and you're maybe not aware of it, you've got to start to look at all these things that are happening all day long for this person and how their environment can be overwhelming so easily. So remember that when you're thinking about strategy number nine. Those are the nine strategies. That is the quickest review I think I've ever done on getting those through. And I hope that you will constantly review those in your head, in your uh, um, thought process, uh, when you're getting ready to begin a task with someone, when you're simply going in to say good morning. Think about how just that simple overture of saying good morning and, and how you can create that sense of security in an environment The goal of the strategies is to make that connection so you have safety and cooperation with care. I want you to think about that. We are going to uh, move into another break quickly here, but what I want to do before we do that is remind you that one of the first things we're going to do as we now talk about uh, using technology, getting organized as a caregiver, one of the first strategies we're going to put into place about this is going to be breathing. I want you to practice breathing. So if we take a short break here, I'd like you to just spend some time inhaling and exhaling and make your thought process. Say to yourself, I'm inhaling, I'm exhaling. This is a simple technique that many people uh teach in terms of meditation or just simply learning to breathe, you just let your thoughts say what you're doing there, inhaling, exhaling, and it just tries to calm and settle your mind. And you need that for when you're taking care of someone. You need to approach them in a very calm way. Remember some of the strategies we talked about. Okay, we are going to take that quick break 
I'm Susan Kohler. This is Innovative Dementia Care. You're listening on BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Stay with us. Essential Nutrients, LLC, is the brainchild of entrepreneur Barbara Burns. Inspired by a desire to help others, Barbara worked with a team of scientists to develop unique nutritional liquid supplements with the goal to improve the quality of your life. Glucosamine, zinc, and calcium are essential to well-being, and this is the focus of Essential Nutrients, LLC. Whether you're a professional athlete, weekend warrior, student, business owner, or homemaker, Essential Nutrients offers products for everyone, including the family pet. And they're easy to take, no pills. Health requires commitment, exercise, a good diet, proper supplementation, and action. So take action today and get your supply of essential liquid nutrients by visiting www.essential-liquids.com. Don't put off your health any longer. Take essential products today and start to measure the difference. Hey, everyone. We're back. I'm Susan Kohler. You're listening to Innovative Dementia Care, and we're on BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. I hope you were breathing, just inhaling and exhaling. It's one of the best ways to begin any task at hand, whether it's taking care of an elderly uh, parent or someone who has dementia that you are helping with or a paid caregiver to be uh, assisting with daily care or simply having quality interactions. Approach them first, take a few breaths, and start with strategy number one to get their attention. Okay, so keep breathing while we continue on with what I'd like to cover today. And this is just something, if you all can uh, uh, perhaps grab a piece of paper or some little post-it in front of you and think to yourself, do you have these things kind of organized? We're going to, we're looking at actually uh, chapter three in my book, looking at the strengths of people who have dementia that we want to tap into. But we need to get ourselves organized first. If we're going to help provide an overture and a way and activities through the day and what they might do, how they would respond to certain things, we need to get organized into what will help us do that. So uh, in Chapter 3, and the uh, introduction to that is on page 28 if you have the book, I want to just stop here and make sure that in terms of getting organized, if we have uh, an older person, a spouse, someone in our care, we want to make sure that we are thinking about their needs. And some of that becomes just the physical, I want to say, collection of information about them that we want to make sure we have. It's important to have perhaps either written down or on some kind of form or some way to get access to their personal medical history. Any time you are with someone or taking care of someone and you have to take them somewhere, say to an appointment, you should have the history available. You also need a list of uh, the particular uh, physicians, um, specialists, healthcare providers that they have, and you need the insurance information. Uh, sometimes there's things you can just leave on, on the, uh, in a folder uh, you know, in a person, a particular place, like right by your telephone. If it's a short enough list on one page, it can simply be on the refrigerator. Some people will put uh, a simple form of an advanced directive form on uh, to include in there as well. There is a form called the POST 
And in California, it's called the Post. It's it's a, a similar thing in other states, and it's a capital P, capital O, capital L, capital S, capital T, and it's Post, Physician Order of Life Sustaining. Uh, techniques that people want, uh, treatment that they want, life-sustaining treatment. And some people will keep those on their refrigerator as well. But I want you to look at that you have things current about medical history, about their physicians, their healthcare providers, uh, any other important contact information for example, if there's a uh, someone who acts as a as the DPA, the Dural Power of Attorney, uh, who are the contact numbers? What is the health information? And you know, it's so important. Uh, we had put something together in my own family for my father like this. We had it in a little tote bag that was right by the telephone uh, area so that anytime we went out, you grabbed the tote bag and all the information was in there. So I want to remind you how important it is to make sure that you are organized that way. You don't want to spend your day every time there is an appointment or every time you're going somewhere scrambling to find these things. If you have hard copies of them, even if they're in your computer or if they are somewhere else, have hard copies made in an, a place where you can get to them. And if you can get to them, like I said, in a tote bag by our phone was the easiest way for us. That's what we did. Uh, some people who have it all condensed down on one sheet, uh, put it on the refrigerator so that you just go to the refrigerator, grab the sheet and take it with you. It's important that also if you need to, if there's other people who are not physically on site, you make copies that they need it. If you take care of this, you know, having all the information, the the contacts, the emergency contacts, the physicians, the healthcare information, code status, all of that just helps you when things may happen that you've got to act quickly. You're all set. You don't have to scramble. You just simply grab what you have, what you need. You put out your phone calls to other people to let them know what's going on, and they have this information as well. You're organized. You're organized, and you're communicating and connecting. Those are two words that I like a lot, communicating and connecting. So think about that. Uh, Along with having all that information and everyone knowing where it's available so that no matter who is with that person in the case that you need it or they're taking someone, whether it's some kind of an emergency or just some kind of already scheduled appointment, they can get to it and get out the door because the first thing, the most important thing is to take care of that person and and have them connected with you in order to make that uh that trek now to get to a doctor's appointment or some kind of appointment, even if you're just going out for a meal, uh, perhaps you're taking someone out for lunch, you should take that, that tote, you should have that tote bag in your car. So think about it. Okay. All right. The other thing is let's get organized because as we said in chapter three in my book, we want to work with things that make people who have some kind of condition like dementia comfortable. And that is things like making a routine, 
making things that are easily recognizable, being consistent, tapping into things that they like to do that are in their procedural memory, their long-term memory, things that they, you know, I don't know. Some people like to sing. Some people like to have uh, certain things they like to hold. You just keep those around and available as well. So doing that to look at a routine, to look at how to be consistent and provide things that will become comfortable and familiar for them in their environment is to get organized. And in order to get organized, you just can't go about your day and just try to fly, you know, go on the fly and do this and do that. If you're organized and focused on your task at hand, you're going to find that they are going to respond to you much better. And if you keep that daily kind of scheduling throughout the day, throughout the weeks, they are going to start to be very comfortable responding to you because they'll start to expect and know what that means and how that feels. And that's part of the wonderful thing about our bodies have wonderful memories. So if we provide them with an opportunity to have that consistency, we feel much better. We start to get familiar and that makes us feel comfortable. All right, we're going to continue this little conversation. I'm Susan Kohler. You're listening to Innovative Dementia Care and we're on BBM Global Network. Tune in radio. Don't go away. Animal lover, author, artist and public speaker, Patricia Daly Life is a renaissance woman in her own right. A lover of animals from a young age, Patricia lives on a farm in Virginia and has rescued neglected thoroughbred horses, keeping them or finding them safe havens. She is also a published author, and her books document real-life experiences that she shares in her passionate stories, taking the reader around the world in a colorful kaleidoscope of life. An accomplished artist, Patricia Daly Life's oil paintings feature animals, portraits, stills, nature, and abstract, and she allows the brush to paint the image in an organic, natural way. A public speaker, Patricia is motivated to continually wonder about life and advocates for all of us to do the same and document our own unique history. To learn more about Patricia Daily Life, visit www.literarylady.com and www.patricialife.com or email her at pdlife at gmail.com. Tune into It's All About You with host Dr. Martha Latz, a lively weekly broadcast on BBM Global Network, one of the most empowering shows for time-starved, overscheduled multitaskers. The professional expertise of Dr. Latz is directly available live every Thursday at 1 p.m. to answer and address concerns about relationships, life transitions of career, meeting, dating, and committed relationships. It's All About You with Dr. Latz will expand your understanding of current and concerns across your relationships by broadening and expanding possible solutions in developing skills for mutually desired outcomes. Dr. Martha's expertise is as a licensed marriage and family therapist, life, transition coach, and all things to do with communication at work, home, and with friends. Check out her website at auniquetherapycenter.com. Hey, everyone. We're back. I'm Susan Kohler. Thank you for joining me today. This is Innovative Dementia Care, and we're listening on BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. We have done a quick review of the nine communication strategies, which are so important to create that emotional connection with someone that you are taking care of, that you need to have safety and cooperation with care in order to provide your caregiving Uh, services, the tasks, 
that you need daily to get them up, to get them dressed, to get them to doctor's appointments, to enjoy something like taking them out to lunch, to sit down and have quality time. If they get restless, to find things that they can do, connect with them, get them involved in something. This We've spent a lot of time talking about those communication strategies, but they will help you with everything, everything you do when you're caring for a loved one living with dementia. Uh, I want to continue this little conversation here. We're talking about getting organized because we're going to start to talk more about things that help us get organized, things that help us use uh, strengths that a person has when they are going through a process like dementia or a condition similar to that that impairs their ability to function in their environment how they process it and how they respond to it things that uh, become more routine things that work from their own routine that they've had for years being consistent creating familiarity making sure that we use things that are of high recognition for them and things and activities that they like. So in order to do this, you want to get organized. You've got to organize your day to use these opportunities to set up these uh, activities, these overtures, these interactions that will create the routine that makes them feel secure. They'll start to have recognition of that once you do it uh, very consistently. So think about that. One way to do it is to literally sit down and write out a schedule. There are wonderful apps available that uh, I'd love to, I'm going to try to get some guests on who who have created these apps that help you organize your day as a caregiver that will remind you of things coming up. I, it's just a great way to use your smartphone, your uh, any device that you have. So think about getting a schedule together. What does that person need? What do they like to do? What times do they like their meals? Was there something in their schedule that they did as a hobby and they did it at a certain time of day? Is there a time of day that they tend to be more restless? That would be a great opportunity to find in your schedule moments where you need to put in something to keep them occupied, particularly if they have a tendency toward what we call sundowning. Think about that. Sometimes you've got to look at your schedule and you do have a work schedule. So you're having family members or paid or volunteer caregivers help you. They need that schedule too. You need pretty much a checklist for everybody. And if you lay that out in an organized way, you will help everybody who's coming uh, there to help you, who's a part of that person's life, to be present and on the same page. And if they're aware of the communication overtures that we talk about, leave, if you have my book, leave that out on the table too, next to the the, uh, schedule, the checklist for everybody. Um, The nice thing about technology is if you use one of those apps, you can, you know, send those, send the uh, reminders even to other people who are helping out with the care. So there's a lot of ways to use what we do and organize the easiest way, honestly, is still can be a piece of paper with a schedule written out. And you can copy that because maybe it doesn't change too much from day to day or you leave a few things blank where you fill in certain things that are happening. Maybe you have a big calendar where you can just simply put the main things you need on the calendar. The apps, if you're so inclined toward technology, are terrific also for 
making uh, um, schedules and having reminders built in that will take any electronic device and help remind you and keep you on schedule for your loved one. It's great for reminding of medication and appointments. Um, It's so easy to get up in the morning and just not have uh, all the I, all the uh, particular appointments in mind right away. Having visual reminders, whether it's on your phone or a device or on a piece of paper, you've got to do that. You've got to get organized. Now, here's something else we can do when we think about this. With your loved one, maybe you can sit down and make a schedule with them. Maybe part of your day in the beginning of each day is to sit down and show them the schedule. Whether they can particularly read it or not, if you start while they're still able to look at it and read it, they like to take part in their scheduling. They like to take part in deciding what they might like to do. If you give them, again, remember the two choice questions or the yes-nos, you might be able to fill in each day. And then as things continue along the uh, progression of a dementia where they might not be able to respond quite as much, they're going to be familiar with taking part of their daily schedule. It's going to feel familiar to them and that's going to make them feel good. So keep it in mind that if you start some of these things, you're going to be able to use them. You'll adjust them a little bit from you know time to time as they might respond less, at least what you see from uh, what they're giving you verbally or even non-verbally, you should be able to know that they have recognition and feel good and comfortable about it. So they may not, uh, you can certainly ask them a yes, no question about what's on the schedule. You can also just simply at some point, just tell them, Show them the schedule and tell them what's in what is on schedule for today. What's in store? People uh, always probably have some part of their life that they like to feel can be spontaneous, but we all feel much better when we know what's going to happen or know what's going on, so to speak, or know what to expect. And that's what you're going to do by providing perhaps a checklist for you and your other family caregivers or paid caregivers, uh, any friends or family visiting. And also for that person to see what's going on in the schedule for today and helping them become involved with making that schedule and something that they might like to do. Uh, in terms of recognition, I, and rec, uh, you know, that we talk about in creating a routine, I encourage people to keep a basket nearby Uh, somewhere where it's easy to get to, particularly maybe in a bedroom. I want to keep talking about the basket. So don't, don't leave me now. Don't go away. We have a quick uh, break coming up. This is Susan Kohler. You're listening to Innovative Dementia Care and we're on BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Stay with me. I'm going to come right back. There are artists and then there's Alice Asmar. This award-winning artist has spent her entire life devoted to her artistic pursuits and has had a lifelong fascination with American Indians of the southwestern United States. Her book, Dance to the Great Spirit, showcases her drawings and paintings inspired by sacred rituals of the Pueblo Indians and four of her lithographs are in permanent collection at the National 
Federal Museum of American History and the Smithsonian Institution in Washington, D.C. She is one of four artists in the United States to win a Woolley Fellowship for study in Paris at L'École des Beaux-Arts and has been featured in numerous publications. She's exhibited at the world's most prestigious museums and galleries and recently won a 20-year service award from the Burbank City Council and the inaugural art competition of the Foundation of the United States in Paris. Visit www.asmarart.com, www.aliceasmarinternational.com, and email alice at aliceasmar at aol.com. If you're a person caring for someone living with dementia, then this program is for you. It's designed for families and friends coping with the challenges of caregiving. The foundation of care, Susan Kohler believes, is communication. Innovative Dementia Care with Susan Kohler provides strategies to keep the lines of communication open between you and your loved one, increase quality interactions, decrease the burden of daily care for you, the caregiver. Join Susan, 11 a.m. Eastern, on the BBM Global Network. Susan and her guests will share techniques so you can facilitate your loved one's ability to safely follow your instructions, participate in daily activities, and express daily wants and desires. To learn positive solutions, creative ideas, and practical strategies that will build a healthy foundation of care. Hey, everyone. We're back. This is Susan Kohler. Hello, hello. This is Innovative Dementia Care, and we're on BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. This is a program that puts at the forefront the essence of the foundation for caregiving is in communication. It's in making an emotional connection with that person so you get someone feeling secure and the result is safety and cooperation with care. Now, we reviewed the nine strategies for good communication practices today, and we've started a conversation here that we're going to continue for the next couple of weeks. So I want your feedback. Let me know what areas you want to cover here. But it's about getting organized. You know, we got to get organized as caregivers. And there's ways to use technology to do that. There's ways to simply write things down on paper. There's ways to involve the person in our care, which we just talked about. Where you can create a daily schedule, a weekly schedule, even a monthly schedule. You can sit down with that person each day and fill in a few things that are always open to them that lets them pick what might they might want to do at a certain time. Getting organized on a daily schedule will help you look at how they respond throughout the day and what you need to do in order to keep them safe and secure in their environment. We get a lot of people who have times when they're very, I want to say, restless. It's very common for it to be the later part of the afternoon. And then we have those that we, you know, called sundowning. Everybody, I'm sure, understands what what that is because it has to do with behaviors that arise. We've got to find ways then to look at that time of day, engage them in things that will keep them safe and occupied and 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 uh, maybe even a physical activity so that that restlessness can be uh addressed and hopefully will subside, that we learn how making that important communication connection will help us 
keep them present in something they're doing so that those behaviors are less likely to happen. And that's about getting organized with your daily schedule and the people who are helping you. Um, We want to make sure that everybody's on the same page. I encourage people to put that schedule by maybe the side of near the telephone or near a a table where they come in and help you do things. But also the book is there on the with the with my communication strategies so that people are approaching this person with consistency. They need consistency. They need consistency. They need um, a routine. They need all of us to be on the same page with them. So remember about getting organized, that you can do that with physical handouts and you can do that on apps. And I'm, uh, like I said, I'm I'm hoping to get some people on who do develop these apps and can share with us how easy it is to use them. It's not all of us will be wanting to use the app, but it's, it's available and some of them are very easy. But start with getting schedules down on papers first. And then the other thing, which I talked about, right? for the break talk about a basket or some kind of nice container that contains things that will give uh, opportunities for activities and things they like to do I want you to remember that you fill it with DVDs you fill it with music you fill it with pictures you fill it with something that anybody can come over to the basket take something out and right away can do something with someone if that's what's on the particular schedule at that time All right. I want to make sure that we don't take communication for granted. Remember, what keeps people vital is the emotional connection they have with other human beings. Communication is essential to living. We need to put things in place that help us approach a person with compassion, to help them feel secure, to help them respond so that we can take the best care of them and keep them connected with us so that they feel that there's someone there, that someone hears them. You know, just remember that just because a person gets a condition like dementia, the need to reach out and connect with other human beings doesn't deteriorate. So I want you to remember, use your good communication practices. Keep breathing when you need to. And we're going to explore more about getting organized as a caregiver as we continue to meet weekly. This is Susan Kohler. You're listening to Innovative Dementia Care. We're on BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Be well, everyone, and I'll see you next week. You have been listening to Innovative Dementia Care with your host, Susan Kohler. For creative activities, solutions, and sensible strategies to help caregivers build a healthy foundation of care for your loved ones. Listen each week right here on Susan Kohler's Innovative Dementia Care. been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.